And we're uh, ooh, okay. Is there an echo? Delay. This is TV's on. There we go. Nice. All right. <coughs> Another uh, edition of our MMA show. What's up? Number six. I did Number the B- I did the d- super depressing BJ Penn episode with with nobody wanted to bite on that as a guest. Yeah. They're like, no, nah, who wants to watch <laughs> BJ Penn's? I didn't even watch all of them. Watch all the highlights. What might have been cool though from doing that is getting to see Frankie considering uh yeah. tomorrow night. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So what do you mini Frankie study? I got a really good friend that and I don't agree with this but he says that Frankie's getting finished for the first time. And I'm like, dude. Well why would he say that? I don't know. You don't know? He didn't explain it? <laughs> I, I mean like, he's, he's just, just like, like Bro, finished. Brian Ortega, he's just he's the next, you know, blah blah blah. You can't say stuff like that. I hate it when people say that. It'd be like, oh, he's going to get knocked out. And it's like, but why? Like, you have to justify it. I never say something like that without being like, because. Blah, blah, blah. Frank, I mean, well, you know, okay. So let's talk about this. Frankie's been through some wars, dude. UFC 144, <laughs> when Benson Henderson up kicked him in the face. I have seen that fight like 10 times. And that's the first time they fought. But I don't know. Have you, do you remember that? Benson Henderson versus Frankie. Frank, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember that at all. They fought twice, actually, and Frankie lost both times. Huh. Yeah, this is before he moved down. This is at 155. Yeah, 155. So uh, I got to show you this upkick real quick while we're uh, talking about it. But Frankie has been through some wars, dude. I mean, so there's that. So he's got – but he's – so he's the veteran. Um, he's been through all these wars, all these decisions, uh, like the two fights with BJ Penn. Those are, well, yeah. I mean, three fights with BJ Penn where he, fi- he finished him in the third those fight. Those weren't much of wars, though. Maybe the first one, right? But <laughs> the first the couple thing. of fights were, um, I mean, not really war. What I'm saying is, like, between the two Frankie Edgar fights, the Nick Diaz fight, and the Roy McDonald fight, he took a lot of damage, right? Yeah. Um, BJ Penn, that BJ is. Penn, yeah. uh, but like Frankie Edgar took a lot, a decent amount of damage in the BJ Penn fights, and then the two Benson Henderson fights, and then the three Gray Maynard fights. Yeah, I remember him getting rocked a lot of times. And then and then Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo so time. he's fought like I think hasn't Frankie fought like more minutes in the octagon than like anybody on earth or he's something. He's got to be up there. Him, Michael Bisbing. Oh, sadly. I'm going to do an ep- I want to do these uh, like little mini episodes where I just like like somebody like Michael Bisping these guys are getting a lot of mileage on them um I'm trying to see if there's a little clip on this on YouTube so dude I I'm actually I signed up for a podcasting masterclass Hell yeah Oh yeah dude where, is this a like a thing you go to it, or online thing? It's online it's online it was uh, I got it's uh, Adam Corolla <laughs> Did you ever watch The Man Show or Love Line? Yeah, when I saw were, The Man Show. It's the other dude, not Joe Rogan? I can't. I think he was on. I could be wrong about this, but I think he was on The, the Man, Man Show with uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Was it uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla? Or, yeah. But yeah, then Joe Rogan was on after that. It, it later. He, <laughs> so I, I don't know. Really, time, bro. Yeah, but yeah, this is back in the day. But then, like, um, Adam Grohl was also on this show on um, MTV called Love Line back in the day. Then he had a radio show. But then he had, like, like I think before Joe Rogan even got into podcasting, he had, like, the number one podcast um, in the world. And then he got really? sued. So, But he's a comedian, though, right? He is. Or he's he's like acted that. in uh, movies. Uh, he's... 
he's uh he's pretty pretty uh pretty legit uh and a funny dude i'm trying to find just a shot of this up kick man because it, it it's a total fight changer when it happens but so frank yeager's been through a lot of wars and yeah for sure what uh do you think that's going to have an impact uh versus ortega no if so, Ortega wins, it's going to be from a submission, I think. I don't think he's going <clears> to <throat> do anything crazy. He's not going to be able to. Yeah, like Yair Rodriguez did to BJ Penn. Yeah, and, and, uh, and really, I can't think of a time I've seen Frankie get clipped with a big shot that kind of rocked him since. I don't know. Maybe Jose Aldo while back i mean really he's just like he's like everywhere and nowhere he's like an oscillating particle with his freaking footwork dude he's just constantly feeding people angles and different looks yeah i was looking at a lot of his stuff recently yeah cool fighter dude i would love to see him fight like um some other people with like crazy footwork like like super fights like dominic cruz or something i want to tell tim yeah, like watch Frankie Edgar because he does a lot of Tell, Tim's yeah. movement with the. I'm working with the Tim. Peekaboo uh, when he, come, he closed the distance yeah. by using the head movement and putting the guard up, slipping inside, and then coming in. Weird that Tim uses it because he's tall and skinny. Frankie Edgar's a short dude, but Tim still uses it. it you works. know, um, that Mike Tyson. Customato had a um, like a welterweight fighter, I believe it was um, Floyd Patterson. And he was um, sort of Tim's build, not as tall, but um, we've worked a, an incessant amount on that, on that figure move style, uh, like across the board. But uh, that's not all, but because it, I don't. Uh, Tim has like I don't like him shelling because he has such a long reach, you know. Well, it's you know, let's talk about that for a second. Tim, <clears throat> it's like really, he does that to me all the time, and I still. You know, I've sparred with Tim now countless times, and I still yeah. haven't figured the damn thing out. Like, it's like, but you know, when I get uncomfortable with something, I'll slip on the clinch, and I yeah, do that yeah, with yeah. Tim all the time. I yeah, know you yeah. see it, but I'm like, I'm trying to not do that no, with him. No, so no, he can no. Get I mean, it's it's it. good for him to be grabbed. I mean, Albert was grabbing him the other day. You know, yeah, what I'm I grab the shit out of him when he does it because in MMA, you know, I'll grab people on their knees, punches. But ever since that, the, the dude said something to me. I've been kind of trying to stay off. Oh, so, uh, Sarge, Sergeant Surrett. Yeah. 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 Okay. Here's a little clip of this up kick. So, boom. Like when oh, Frankie uh, comes up from that, he um. What was Frankie trying to do there? He was so he was just like in the. Uh, was he standing like with his hands in his feet, trying to so, come down man. with a punch? It, it. I mean, and we can watch the whole fight if you want. It's good. I love watching it because Frankie puts on a, a freaking. Yeah, he was, uh, he was trying a to post kick up. catching seminar. Like he catches like thirteen of Benson Henderson's kicks. It's insane. I've never seen that many kicks get, uh, get caught in a fight. Yeah, strange that he would be able to do it with Benson because he usually. Well, so I think, I, and I don't know on chronologically, but you remember we talked about this when Benson Henderson fought Nate Diaz and uh, he was like jabbing that thigh and like yeah. destroying Nate's leg. And that's why he won. Yeah. Dude, and how sad is it that uh, Ben Henderson is just like on his way out, dude. I don't know. Dude, he's got a losing record him. in Bellator. He does. It's, yes. It's, it's so really sad. Weird. What thought, the hell is going on? I thought he would go to Bellator and just start wrecking house, but I did too. Maybe it's a, uh, well, I, w- I was going to say post-USADA, but Bellator, yeah, free game. Bob West over there, so I'm have sure you, it's not that. Have you been getting all of the uh, Ch- Chuck Tito propaganda I've been tagging you in on Facebook? 
Yeah, I've been getting it. <laughs> I did see where Dana was like, I'm not going to be that, having that. <laughs> that's why it's going to happen in like, Bellator. Chuck is 50. Is Chuck really 50, though, or is he exactly? Uh, I mean, he's got to be pushing it. Uh, let me pull it up real quick. I'm going to pull up the uh, UFC uh, 222 card yeah, why, why does it seem like Tito would win now? I keep thinking Tito was going to kill Chuck, but then you know Chuck destroyed him every other time they fought. <laughs> Chucky. Put it on him, man, with them long straights. Couldn't handle it, dude. I like. Uh, what do you think about uh, Glover Teixeira? I don't think about him because <laughs> uh, he's like a Chuck Liddell and uh, John Hackleman protege. Yeah, but he doesn't fight like Chuck Liddell though. He fights okay, more uh, closer, closer range. How old is Chuck? Twenty-five pounds, forty-eight years old. How old's Tito? Tito's got Tito's got to be in his earlier thirties, but that this is the circus, man. This is like this is like the wrestler with Mickey Rourke. Hadn't seen it. Oh, movie. dude, it's, yeah, you gotta watch it. You like Mickey Rourke? You know who Mickey Rourke either. is? You ever seen the movie Sin City? Nope. Oh, okay. You know, forty three. Tito's forty three. Well, um, Sin City, Frank Miller, like the graphic novel, the same guy that did three hundred. Yeah, I know. It's the super good. Quentin Tarantino uh, was like a producer on it or like a co-director or something. It's really freaking good. The sequel, I think, is on, or maybe it's a prequel. I didn't really get into it, but the very first uh, Sin City is badass. Okay, so Frankie Edgar versus Brian Ortega. So you got Edgar on what method? Well... I don't. I wouldn't say I have Edgar. I just said I don't think uh, what's his name is gonna like TKO him or yeah, KO. Yeah, yeah. I really. I mean, I guess I do have Edgar. I can see because I can see way more ways of Edgar finishing the fight than I can Ortega. It seems like Ortega might be able to catch him. Ortega has seven submissions. Um, in his fights in the UFC, his very first fight was a no contest. Originally, submission or naked choke win for Ortega overturned because he tested positive for steroids mm -hmm. <sighs> Jeez. yeah okay well then he uh, beat tiago tavares tko then he uh submitted diego brandau they were talking about that on uh, joe rogan the other day i believe then he ko'd clay guida with a knee and then he had two guillotine wins so and then, uh, what uh, what's his name cub swanson was one of them yeah one of the guillotines cub. yeah I yeah, I just see so many more ways. Frankie could win the fight decision by just kind of boxing him up, standing. And then I think Frankie can win the fight with ground and pound or decision, just kind of ground and pounding the whole time. So unless Ortega is able to uh, submit him, that's his only hope of winning that fight. Let's discuss Frankie's battles. I mean, we got... Uh Outside of the UFC, he did have a win over Jim Miller. Uh, and then his first fight in the UFC was against Tyson Griffin. You remember Tyson Griffin when he was, like, on top? I used to love yeah. watching that guy fight. Uh, let's see. Then he's got uh, – next big thing is when he lost that decision to Gray Maynard. And then he comes back. He beats Hermes, Fran Hermes Franca and Sean Shirk, the muscle shark. Mm -hmm. uh, dude, I used to love Sean Shirk, and I got to train with Sean Shirk, and it was awesome. Like, one of the best seminars ever. 
Yeah, he wasn't one of the guys I ever looked at all that much. He like what he was like so good at was like boxing to takedowns. That's like the number one thing I took away from his seminar was like, here's how I'm going to set up like this level change system on you to where I'm doing these punches to the head to take you down. And then I'll start doing sets to the body to take you down. So he had like all these little series of like. Was it similar to like a Frankie style? Because mm. the way you described it sounds yeah, like Frankie. But I, mean, I, don't, I can't remember one Sean Shirk fight. That's I what I kind of like. like. I feel like Team Alpha Male has this same little system going on. So though? Team yeah, Alpha Male, I was. Like a boxing to wrestling. Like a punch, okay, like a yeah, punching to yeah. wrestling, like is a uh, a phase change in the in the MMA game. Like so, like or a range change, however you want to think about it. So, mm-hmm. like whether you're setting up a clinch or a shot, like I feel like Team Alpha Males got strong boxing to wrestling, and I feel um, the same way about Frankie and in 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 their own way and yeah. Sean Shirk, but Sean Shirk. Um, I think Frankie's maybe even a little more evolved than Sean Shirk, honestly, because Sean Shirk's been out of the game for a while. Frankie definitely is. Man. Dude, when I trained with Sean Shirk, I think he was 38, and yeah. now he's 44. So that was a while ago, dude. I can't think of a dude that's been fighting at the highest level for a longer period of time than Frankie. I maybe know. Michael Bisming. That's a. So you, so you don't think it's possible that this could be the fight that Frankie shits out on? What do you mean shits out? Like, Dude, when you get this long into the game no, and you got these three out, losses in a row to ben, two to Benson Henderson, then you lose to Jose, then you get um, <clears throat> you get in two more decisions and five more total fights, then you lose to Jose, then you decision Jeremy Stevens, taking some damage to the brain in that fight for sure. So, like, at what point does cumulative brain damage from all of practices and the – X number of fights just inside the UFC for someone like Frankie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 fights in the UFC. Well, who was his last fight against? Yair Rodriguez. Okay. And he so TKO'd him, which that's super fucking impressive. We seen. Did he, you see Yair PJ Penn? Yeah, that was sad. But Frankie hasn't lost any, like, cognitive ability. You still hear him talk. He's super smart, super cool. Like, he doesn't seem like, you know, his brain his brain is uh, on the decline. He still fights smart. He still looks as fast and as strong as ever. It ain't going to be this fight where he, he, he goes did down. You, did you watch the X Games when you were a kid? Mm, a little bit. BMX? Nah, I was a skateboarder, man. Really? Yeah. Who's your favorite person? I don't know. I don't Eric Costa, I remember him being pretty cool. Dude, um, you ever heard of a guy named Christian Hasoy? No. He's the guy that invented the technique, the Christ stare, where you like take your board and you you do this and then you go back down. Uh, uh, dude, there is a great documentary about I like this I was in a skateboarding for a while, so there's like specific Yeah, I was I too until I fell off the skateboard in my grandma's driveway and then I was like, Fuck this, I'm out. Uh, PJ Ladd was one of my favorites too. I, I was more into BMX, um, like Matt Hoffman and Ryan Nyquist and Dave Mira, who acted totally normal until he committed suicide in the driveway of his friend's house or some crazy shit. Yeah, I heard something about that. That was a weird story with him. Yeah, because he had all of this brain damage. 
I wish I'd gone in a BMX when I was a kid. So Dude, I'd, I'd I could do like a few now. trips. I was more into like flatland because there were like no ramps in my town or anything. Like the town like that we live in even has a couple of skate parks. So there used to be an indoor skate park here. What are you, what are you talking about in Russellville? Mm-hmm. Like right next to Kroger, there's one of the uh, uh, skate park right there, and there's one I somewhere else. That. Yeah, that's dope. Or I might be thinking of the indoor one that went out of business. It was like last year. I was like, I sort of got like a skateboarding resurgence. Resurgence. I was Dude, like, it's like a half pipe. Cool you still have a board? Like, no, I don't. But Dude, I thought I, about getting one. I had a like sweet element board. Seeing if I still had it. And then I sold it to my friend Brock, who worked at the grocery store with me. Well, Frankie is uh, like it, it, at a certain point, like with these fighters, they've had this many fights inside the UFC and fought that many minutes. Like you take somebody like Frankie that has like records for most minutes fought or most number of fights in the UFC or whatever his record is. Um, you uh, you got to start thinking about wear and tear. It's not just fights, it's practice. Like how many years you've been an athlete, you know? Yeah. And, sure. and they are super strict on anti-doping. And I do believe that most fighters dope to help with recovery more than performance enhancing. Yeah. Like, especially like with your lighter weight people, you know, but that's just my take on it. And I think, um, I think it's unregulatable. I don't know if it's a word, but I don't think you can regulate PED usage at Why? this time Why? because they can't, they haven't, they haven't been. They pop people all left and right. They do, but who are they not popping? Maybe I mean, do you think it's cleaned up? What about the Olympics? I don't. I don't follow Olympics. Oh, bro, Rush the Russian. Have you seen Icarus? Oh, yeah, they've been kicking all them out all the time. Yeah, too, okay. Right, they got yeah, but they got Cracking them. Down. But before they got them, they were beating every test. Lance Armstrong was tested five hundred times. Five hundred. That's. That's the Blood old, old and days, piss. Though. Yeah, old days when you get in transfusions, just like people can do today. That gets your blood clean. And, and UFC fighters ain't got the money or I, do that shit. Yeah, I know. I think John Jones does, but I just think he has stupid people around him, like his manager. So let's talk about that real quick. So did, you, you didn't watch the hearing, did you? I saw some highlights. Yeah, I watched the whole Song damn thing, her. dude. I have no idea how that got in my system. <laughs> dude. <laughs> I didn't say that. It's like you guys are all smarter than me, and you know how stupid that would be if I would have done that. A week so before the the, the fight. Andy Foster, the head of the California State Athletic Commission, said he believed John Jones. Is that's not is that the dude? No, there was he's a, he's fought in MMA Jones. and all this. Um, I've heard a lot of people say Nowitzki. they believe John Jones. Uh, do yeah. you believe John Jones? I don't. No, not really. <laughs> I, no. Yeah, I, I don't. It, it, it doesn't make sense. Just yeah. just say you did it. Just say you did it. Yeah. Like, he might as well. Huh? And you know what the com what the hearing, uh, like the commissioners and everyone that was there kept bringing up is they were like, you have this repeated pattern of stuff since you wrapped that Bentley around that telephone pole. Like, like yeah. there was this one commissioner lady that like on into the uh, hearing, like really just started roasting him. It was like after he had already had his thing and they called, they called up two doctors and one doctor, like he did this, he submitted this study that was like submitted into the evidence or whatever. And he just made a bunch of assumptions and he was only like, they paid him like four hours of labor at like $395 an hour or something. And he's like, well, you know, it's kind of rushed and uh, da, 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 da. But there's apparently no studies on 
oral uh, turnaball or whatever. Because isn't that something you would inject? Like they kept saying, they kept saying oral. They said, but oral. it could be administered, but with an injection or into like muscle tissue, like intravenously or muscle tissue. Okay. So I wonder if it's administered. But it is active orally, though. It's bioavailable. Like, yeah, or- I guess. Huh. So they found a metabolite for that. And, like, he sent a bunch of supplements to USADA Lab and um, this Dr. Eichner. And then this other doctor, I don't remember his name, but he was the guy that did the study. And, like, they're like, we can't t- we don't know the amount he took, the frequency he took it, or um any of the things we need to know to be able to say anything. We can't say anything about whether there was intent. That's what they kept coming back to is like, was there intent to do this? But then the one, this uh, commissioner lady uh, on the end, she was just like, well, you said, you know, that uh, you sent these many supplements to be tested, but there are this many supplements that you have on this form. And she roasted his ass for like, not taking these online trainings about performance enhancing drugs and stuff. Uh, and he's like, no, I didn't do that. I just had my manager do it. What the fuck, John? I know, dude. Yeah, I know, dude. Just he is such train. a turd. I can't, I know. Just like zero personal responsibility. For and real. I think really that just the denial, and just like when, when he says things, he's like, oh, you know, I just, my, my grace, you know, I just, my heavenly father, yeah, it's, I know. He talks yeah. exactly like that. I'm like, dude, what? Voice. What do you talk? And I mean, it's just like, I like John Jones. I think that he's like the greatest mixed martial artist, like of our time. And like in terms of his ability, especially striking, and he's got badass wrestling. Uh, but it's just tragic that like just the amount of time he's already set on the show for the dick, the dick pills and. Um, the cocaine and um, what all did he get popped for? The dick pills, the cocaine, the the hit and run, the hit and run, the Bentley, the Bentley. which is a DWI, drag racing, and then yeah, that too. And then you know, one thing that no one talks about is I remember a couple years ago he still takes dick pills. By the way, that came up. I just wanted. To oh yeah, he's like out. yeah. Um. A couple of years ago, on a drug test they took, it was like his his levels looked suspicious. But if you look at the results, you, you see that his testosterone levels were like super low, like they're like almost zero. And it's like, dude, that's a that's dead why Shell Sonnen says that he was taking the um, yeah dead giveaway. He was in like you know suppression mode after taking a cycle and hadn't PCT'd yet. So I mean, that's basically busted right there. I mean, you can't say oh you took something because your testosterone is low, but. Yeah, your little, little shit's been doing it this whole time. Man, I think he's guilty, and I think that he's just got poor um, advisors around him and management. I think I think that he's got a great team. But, dude, it's just like that's so unfortunate for Greg Jackson you know, and Mike yeah, John. I always wonder what kind of role they play in all this, you know, because they seem like such – honest people like stand-up guys that are you know, want to be point, good for the dude. sport i mean are I they like john what the hell like all the time or are they just like that's john shit let him deal with it i know right i wonder i've trained with uh, sort of both those guys too it does like, and it makes it look guy. bad with how they respond 
honestly, because they just kind of like, oh yeah, we you know we hate this, you know, but it's kind of like what you said. It's just like, well, that's John's thing, and yeah, they don't say much about it. Really. Like at a certain point, you would think that that um, coaches would be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah, yeah, I, f- I kind of feel like if I was them, I would sense his ass packing, like just <sighs> off principle, you know. It's, yeah, like bro, you need to get out of here, clean your shit up. You're not gonna be representing my gym no more. Yeah, I know. It's 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 unfortunate. Like you just can't like that time that Damon and Judah just didn't show up. You yeah. just can't control people. It's ridiculous. Fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Kat Zingano's coming back. Uh she's on the main card. Has she fought since um hadn't seen her fight in a while? Yeah, she time. hadn't fought since twenty sixteen, like her husband committed suicide. I think we talked about that on one of the podcasts briefly. Because well, I remember we talked about some of the fights on this card. It was coming up. We talked about like uh, then we talked about the Emmett Stevens and uh, let's see, Seth and Struve, Andre Olovsky, heavyweight. Yeah, Seth and Struve's on a little bit of a tear, isn't he? I no, he just lost to Volkov, who's fighting Verdum next on the next card after this. Um, Still, they're a good matchup for each other. He had two wins in 2016, and he had that a loss in 2017. It's fight of the night though. Stefan Struve, man, what a freaking skyscraper. Yeah, he's huge. That's his, na- that's his name in it, Skyscraper yeah. Struve. Right, may, may Andre Orlovsky look Seven tiny. foot tall, 264 pounds, yeah, dude. I've seen him next to, what's the dude that Stipe just lit up? Nganu. Nganu. Yeah, oh, yeah. Made I Nganu mean, look small. Who do you think Nganu's going to fight next? We oh, talked shoot, about this man. briefly, but I, I still, I'm just like, who's he going to fight? Who's he going to fight? You know, a really cool matchup for him I would love to see is Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis just won against... Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about... Um, who are some other people um, in the mix that you might like to see? Like, maybe uh, Mark Hunt? Mark Hunt just... They both came off losses. Mark Hunt lost to Blades. Yeah, I guess that would make kind of sense. beat Blades. What about and then like I want to see Derek okay. Lewis, no it, one else. Like okay, I mean I would be down for and that. Derek Lewis, you're Derek Lewis talking mad shit. Do you think? Guy. But like, do you think Derek Lewis is going to be the guy that fights the winner of Stipe and Cormier? Probably not. I, I, is he? How long until you see uh, two twenty three? He's ranked high, but I don't think he's ranked high enough to get a title shot. Let's see. April 7th is UFC 223. So let's see. Um, let's see what he's ranked at then. Uh, da, da, da. No, that is not the Derek Lewis we're looking for. Derek Lewis, one of those guys that he gets so many wins after he just looks like complete garbage of a fighter. Yeah. When he fights, he just looks terrible. And I'm like, but how this dude just keeps. So he lost to Mark Hunt before that. Who did? Um, Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis. Is, yeah. yeah. What okay. Was the, how'd that happen? Was it a decision? Or TKO in the fourth round Ooh. in New Zealand. Hmm. Then, um, let's see. Then he got a win. But he's only lost to Sean Jordan and Matt Mitrione inside the UFC. He had another loss to Sean Jordan like early in his career and then uh, a loss in Bellator, a no contest for headbutting or no punches to the back of the head. But Mitrione, Sean Jordan in the UFC and then he went on a f- one, two, three, four, six fight win streak 
and then lost to Mark Hunt, and then he beat Tabura. So, yeah. Um, so, Curtis Blades. Man, what would have ha- so happened if that dude's face wouldn't have got, like, turned into tenderized meat? <laughs> he probably would have won. I don't know. It was already midway through the second round. He was kind of, it was close, but I think he was kind of losing. But I would love to see the rematch of him and Nganu eventually. Yeah, me too. That kind of seems like one of those things that's bound to happen, too. So, um, Blades is expected to face Overeem next. And did you, did you notice how Blades, how he looked like complete when he fought Nganu? Mm-hmm. He was pretty chubby. And yeah, he is. He's kind of coming into he his own. He up for Mark Hunt looking shredded, jacked. Yeah, he's going to be good. I think he's going to. He's going to be up there soon. We'll see him fighting Nganu again, I'm sure. Did you see that um, article uh, that, I mean, it could just be a bunch of hearsay, but that I shared on Facebook about. So I've been wondering, like UFC on Fox has not been renewed. So now we just have UFC Fight Nights and UFC pay-per-views once they stop showing fights on Fox. So rumor has it that Fox is looking at picking up WWE in rep- in place of the UFC. Like in place of their combat sports crowd? Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Well, that would be lame, Entertainment, sports entertainment, yeah. I guess. You give a shit about WWE. Yeah, most people, uh, we don't. Most people we know don't, but I guess a lot of people do. Yeah, I guess so. I, I keep hearing they, about they them. Ca- like they, come to, um, they come to Little Rock like well, every year. Still a thing. I liked it in, like, fifth grade when it was cool for, like, six months. Dude, WCW, bro. NWO Wolfpack. Sting. Whatever that means. <coughs> yeah. So, uh, back to the fighting. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Let's see here. Let's, uh, so, I skip forward to UFC 225 somehow. That's what they're saying. Uh, Curtis Blades expected to fight over him, man. Um... So, Derek Lewis, what's next for him? Nganu. Yeah. Do you think that's going to, has that been an, is there any chatter about that out there? Do you read, do you read it anywhere? Yeah, none, none other than what Derek Lewis is saying. Yeah. And not that he's saying he, he's going to get the fight, just that he wants the fight. And that he thinks is a scrub. He's just talking shit. Yeah, well, you know, that's what you got to do to get a fight these days. Yeah, he's been talking shit, talking how about Kobe Covington? That dude's just pissing everyone off. Yeah. I was, I was, you know, he caught, he caught me when he was like, he did the Brazil's a fucking dump, bunch of filthy animals. He caught me there and I was like, right, this dude's pretty cool. He's just this, saying this, whatever. He's following the shale sign and model. But then as he kept going over the weeks and months and now yeah. it's, it's gone too far, I'm like, dude, just shut up now. Dude, I mean, and I just think that some of that shit is just like clickbait uh, <laughs> entertainment. Called like, Mike Perry's girlfriend on horse faced or whatever, and everyone's like, "Oh, that's, you can't talk about a dude's girl now." He's like, "Fuck it, <sighs> weird, super weird." Yeah, do you ever um, follow Mike Perry at all? No, nah, you know all the stuff about him. Not really. I mean, I have a little bit, but like, he's not one of my favorite fighters or anything. I mean, he. I really liked him coming in. I was on the Mike Perry hype train, but then I saw that he's not very good. And <laughs> <laughs> he's just getting beat. Uh, got beat by Ponzinibbio and then got beat by some dude I never even heard of last weekend. Max Griffin. Yeah. 
Let's see about Lister Max Griffin. Colby Covington's here. like, that's what you get when you have your girlfriend as your head coach. Oh, Dan. Um, this Max Griffin guy lost to Colby Covington. And um, some guy named Chidi Nuwani. That's not inside the UFC, though. He's only had two, four fights in the UFC. He's two and two in the UFC. Yeah, what I'm. What I'm seeing with Mike Perry is something I was going to ask you about is there's a lot of these guys, even at the highest level, like professional fighters, that fight a certain way, and they never, like, change the way they fight. What's up with that? How come people can't just change the way they fight? Like, uh, what do you mean in, like, like regards so to Mike Perry? Like, he's well, Mike like Perry, a, he like hasn't a, had enough time to really try to, but there's certain people, like you say, like Jose Aldo, for example. Yeah. He like, fights, why don't they evolve? Yeah. It's like he, and if I think it doesn't work. I think it's because their coaching it. staff is not evolving or is not evolved. Or um, Luke Rockhold. He's been fighting the same way for five, seven years now. Doesn't change anything. So, yeah, I think, I think this will segue very nicely into this. So, Justin Buckles leaving Team Alpha Male. So, he's been their head coach. Since and I think even before Dwayne, the Dwayne Ludwig, so Dwayne Ludwig comes in, creates you know some division in the leadership of their team, but also during the same time you have Uriah Faber retiring and taking a more leadership role on the team. Yeah, and um, them butting heads, and I know you've probably seen both of those Joe Rogans with like it's like Dwayne and TJ, and then it's Cody yeah. and Uriah. I saw those, and you just watch them; they're like great little companions. It's like heads and tails. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> I think that that has a lot to do with it. I think that uh, like Justin Buckles was uh, they made him moved him into striking coach, and like they're I guess running a lot more coaches with their model. But um, and maybe that's for the positive, or maybe it's because Uriah Faber is, you know. Um, so you're saying that now, Team Alpha Male is putting their model is to have lots of different coaches, like a coach for striking, a coach for wrestling, yeah. a BJJ coach, and then all yeah, different. Yeah, it kind of seems like that's what they're doing. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, and then I guess probably Uriah Faber is acting as the head coach role. Yeah, he seems like he is, like in all the, the videos. So or anything so. I see. So an argument could be made that Uriah Faber is possibly what ousted Dwayne, TJ, and Justin Buckles. Yeah, but it's definitely adding up to look like that. You got the, and then maybe Justin Buckles. I don't know how he became head coach of Team Alpha Male, but they're just competing personalities. And then it seems like there's a lot of jealousy going on there too, with like who's friends with who. They're, you know, Team Alpha Male X, or uh, TJ became friends with Dwayne. Faber got jealous. Like, what the fuck is this? You're supposed to be my boy. Yeah. And then. Well, so that's that brings on an interesting concept. The concept of loyalty in martial arts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like that is some, an interesting so concept. So there's. There's like the far extreme side of like what um, Hickson and a lot of the Gracies uh, call a creanche. Have you have you heard about that? No. It's like basically someone that just floats around from gym to gym and never really like has a home gym or pays any dues. And it's not because they're traveling. It's just because like they're not going to like uh, they don't want to be tied down or whatever. Yeah. Like um, and I'm all about cross training with like super good like nice people that 
are, are somewhat like-minded. Uh, but sadly, too, they're like, there's this like, and sadly, let me reiterate, there's like a martial arts politics side, even in like your modern, like, like, cause all we do is boxing, kickboxing, judo, jiu-jitsu, and MMA. And people like, so you get, um, you get people that like train down the street that want to come over and cross train and roll with your guys. And then you might, cause like smaller states, smaller towns, you're going to meet them in the tournament down the street also, you know? Yeah. So it create, there's some conflicts of interest there, or it's just like, um, smaller geographic centers. Um, it's like, uh, we have this issue, for example, it's like, we don't, we just keep our heads down do our thing. And we have lots of students. It's a great time. But, uh, like, so, like some people just talk shit about you and you can't do anything about it. So then it's like, well, now it's a problem of your instructors talking shit. So why are you coming here? Cause he sent you, so there you dojo storming me right now. Like what the fuck's going on? Yeah. You know, so I don't know, like there's a, but there's this martial arts loyalty side and like, cause I'm extremely loyalty to my, uh, loyal to my coaches, you know, like I actually like my head coach married Cora and I, you know, he's yeah, like, so I was like, Hey, we don't really want to get a minister to marry us. We want to like somebody has been a constant in our lives the whole time we've known each other yeah. is that guy. And, um, so he was like, Oh, let me get my online. Yeah, yeah, that's the way to go. Right? Yeah, right. So it was like it made it that much better. That's cool. And then, um, like, re- literally, all my other coaches were either in- groomsmen or at the wedding. You know, so it's like uh, it's just because that's like I've spent all my time with over the years. Because like we, it's like I've traveled a lot and trained with other coaches too, but um, like within our state, which is a smaller state for martial arts, um, if I'm going to train with somebody, I'm just going to train with those guys. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so you think loyalty, you should stay loyal forever. Well, I think there's uh, exceptions. Like that's the thing. It's Someone like, pisses you off, then well, here's like, the thing is a coach. You cannot, um, have anything to do with someone's, uh, de-evolution, I guess is a way to put it. Like, you can't ever stay in the way of anybody. Like it's like, there's going to come a time pretty soon that Tim is probably going to supersede me and boxing skill. Yeah. So like if we were to spar, he'd probably just beat my ass. Right. Right. I'll still, I'll still get my shots in. It'll still be competitive. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. But like, so right now I can still get, I can still best him if I want. Right. Yeah. But every time we spar, he lands a little more. He, you know, I mean, yeah, for it, sure. it's like, and he's, he's getting more and more and I'm getting further away from but, my prime. It, but, it, yeah, but, but this is a skill, you know? And so I'm always evolving my game. I'm try, always trying to do seminars or cross train or study, watch film, watch fights, watch tape, do MMA podcast and talk about shit, train myself. And I've been consistent with that the whole time I've been either owning a school or, um, training because i you know i haven't always uh, been a coach but like it's like the thing is is he still needs a coach you know and it's like i you know it's like i it's my obligation to get better as a coach yeah and a lot of times you don't get that 
people like get settled into this groove was well, like me i'm not ever going to be happy with the amount of shit that i fucking know yeah that's why i get have a master's degree and will end up getting a phd that's why i have a multi-art bite belt and i'm getting getting promoted to bite belt like march 24th or whatever in jiu-jitsu oh shit so but you know but i've been training 11 and a half years yeah so it's like you know the the time is coming it's like i just got my judo belt last year my judo showed on first degree bite belt and judo so and I've, I've always done the things we've done i've done boxing more seriously since 2013 but um the thing is it's like there i think there do need to be specialist coaches and that may be uh you know create division but i but not so like i don't think i have an attitude as a owner so let's say if uriah faber is the owner which i get the gist that he's like the primary owner yeah so and he's got i think he owns like a a stock or even owns a ufc gym as well maybe multiples so like some ufc fighters bought in on that but um see i have no like it's more like hey yeah do this you you teach mma class on saturdays go for it albert or danny coming in to help out with boxing two pros their boxing specialist or Sorette. it's like no please please teach them what i what you know or what i don't know and then i'll steal what you teach them and then i'll teach it to other people and then they'll teach it to other people and we're gonna start doing this mm-hmm. so like i have that like attitude to always like uh implement it's like so hard to do a curriculum a because there's so many techniques and b because things are always changing like no one ever thought that there would be spinning heel kick knockouts in the ufc on a somewhat regular basis yeah i mean uriah hall edson barbosa twice vitor i mean titor belfort um but you know like i remember someone telling me eight years ago when mma was not evolved it is now that's like that's a one in a million I heard that, yeah. Someone said that, and then like it was sort of like after that, all of a sudden, you yeah, start, it's not, <laughs> you know, it's uh, it, and I, I just think like like the Machida or the um, Anderson Silver front kicks knockouts. It's like thing in like the JKD, uh, like because John, a lot of John Jones's kicking style comes from like J is is also in JKD or Filipino martial arts. So, like, that's another side of it I go into is, like, having my history background is, like, just knowing the martial arts history side that the low-line low kicking drills that John Jones is using come from the Filipino martial art pond of Jockman. Mm. Bro. But he knows this shit. Get on, get, get, you know, you got to get on that level as a coach. Yeah. I think. Always learning. You got to always Yeah, evolve. exactly. You got to evolve with your fighters. So, Greg Jackson hadn't put out a new book. So that's the issue. I I completely agree. That is the, the issue. You got to evolve your stuff, and you do that through a variety of methods, cross training, uh, like studying martial arts, not as a not not as a practice. Like I don't just look at it as a practitioner anymore. Like, and I never really have because of the history background. But 
I just feel like practitioners uh, get like st- uh, stylistically biased. It's like I have books on everything from karate, taekwondo, aikido. I've spent hours watching Moria Yoshiba do aikido. You know, freaking ladybugs, man. I got rid of like I thought all of them. I thought they were all gone. Japanese lady beetles. Yeah, you see them on the mats at the gym. Yeah, I know, dude. Only it's on like the one near they've the, uh, invaded. Windows. They've yeah. invaded this guy. Uh, we mentioned him on uh, the Rob McCormick podcast, but um, this guy we know named Billy Reader. I mean, he had a full-on infestation. I probably sucked like a couple of thousand of them up in my shop back oh. from from my kitchen alone, dude. It was it was horrible. Oh, that's weird. I didn't see him in my apartment. Yeah, lucky. I know. Yeah, the one in Atlanta had. A sh- they were like all over the place. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Apparently, they were like genetically engineered in some lab to combat some issue, and they got out of control, like starlings, or um, what's another thing? Kudzu. Those are a couple of things that I've been talking about. That things that are plants that aren't supposed to be here that have gotten out of control. So yeah. So back to that the original question about fighters changing their style. Do you think it's because they're coaching well i think it's a because i think you get um like so like novo and yao for example with andre Pedneris and wendell alexander i think that andre Pedneris gets close to retirement and he's like still is very directly involved in the careers of jose aldo and Heenan Barrow. yeah and, and there's a serious correlation too. between wow. andre retiring and becoming less involved in the deterioration of Novo Niao as an association in jiu-jitsu. All of their first-generation uh, black belts, Hobson Mora, Bruno Bastios, uh, Vitor Shaolin, Ribeiro, um, Hops, did I say Hobson Mora? They all left. They all just were like, boom, we're going, getting our black belts from other people now. We're starting our own association. So, like, we were Novo Niao for years. And, um, it was just all this weird political shit that you like. And it's like, hey, you know, um, every school, like, so I would, I kind of opened my school because my instructor moved to Northwest Arkansas. And um, it was just like, well, they, because I was under them and just getting my rank, I was like fucking blue belt. And they're like, well, they, he has to pay $150 a month or he can't wear our patches. Like stuff like, just like stuff like that. So it'd be like, oh, okay. Uh, I'll just cut these patches off I've had on the entire time I've been training on my gi that my instructor sold me. Because uh, my coach, uh, his first three certificates for first, second, third degree black belt are signed by Andre Pedneris. And Novo Nyao is totally deteriorated. They have Gustavo Dantas in Tempe, Arizona. So Novo Nyao is who Heenan Barral and Jose Aldo, even in Brazil, their biggest gym, um, Novo Nyao Upper and the Camora gym have split. Hmm. It's crazy. But so I think there's a correlation between either coaches retiring, coaches not evolving, coach, and whether it's Greg Jackson who's never had a fight in his life or Matt Hume who has this incredible um, career that's like Demetrius Johnson's coach. Yeah. But it's just like it's all on just due diligence. But like the whole loyalty thing is like Hicks and Gracie's like, nah, if you go train over there, you just don't get don't come back here. And, like, I don't, I'm not that way about it. Like, I encourage people to go cross train. But, um, 
Unfortunately, there are people out there who are assholes, and it's maybe like 10% of gems. I don't know, maybe 3%. Yeah. But there's at least a couple of gems in this state that it's like, I wouldn't go there, and I wouldn't want any of my people to go there either, honestly. Just for multiple for a multitude of reasons. But um, that's the that's a rarity. You know, and I'm sure there's gyms yeah, like that in like every state. You ever been to like a bad, like a toxic gym or a bad gym? Not really. Most of them have been pretty good. Like that's good. I haven't had much experience with guys that are like, you know, fuck you if you go somewhere else. Maybe a little bit. It depends on like <laughs> yeah personal I mean, relationships. There's sometimes there's personal rivals at gyms that can you know, mess stuff up a little bit. I think I, I think too. It just like a little <laughs> bit of our, our our view and issue here and where we're at in the Arkansas River Valley is that there's so few gyms in the state. It's like I tell people this frequently. Like my my first coach and my coach, um, who's now a black belt, but like Caleb, he owns Inferno that we're talking about. I think before the podcast, but he was the like when he had his blue belt. It's like he was the only blue belt I knew. You know, there were not like a vast amount of programs in the state. And at the time that I got my blue belt, I think there were only five jujitsu white belts in the entire state. I think there's over 20 now, but, um, like, so we'll have our team promotions in March and there'll be four people promoted, but one of them's from out of state. So that's, uh, he's from Louisiana, but so we have team LDMA gyms in Texas, Louisiana, Tennessee, or in several in Arkansas. And, uh, I feel like I'm forgetting somewhere. Anyway, but, uh, <clears throat> so like, like I said, I mean, if I, there's other people I train with in the state that aren't on the team, you know, yeah. it's not like that, but like, I'm taught like, so you have a town with 25,000 people and five gyms, you know, and it's like I said, like we never is, is owners or is, is coaches. We're never like talking shit about those gyms, but every single one of those fucking gyms has run their mouth about us in one way or another. Really? Posting, taking pictures from kids' birthday parties and posting them on Facebook, calling us frauds or whatever. Like, crazy shit. So it's like, well, you're, none of your students are welcome to come train here since that's what we're going to do, throw, throw shit up on Front Street on Facebook. Huh. Like, crazy shit. And uh, <clears throat> it's just, like, small town enough that, you know, and it's like that. that, I guarantee you, costs that dude more business than anything. And it's like like it we're not trying to like that's why i said we just keep our head down it's like we're not trying to like put gyms out of business there have been multiple gyms gone out of business since i've gone into business and we're like 240 students or something so it makes sense yeah for like our, our the number of gyms in our our region and stuff but it's even in the whole state like it's it's grown massively since i've been training in the last 11 and a half years or or however long it's been so but uh yeah wow yeah so what about that uh that ring you gonna end ever end up putting another ring in your gym i don't know dude i don't know i was looking over there albert yeah talked about it well so what happened to your old ring we um i i rented it to uh this club and um like on the other side of Cersei, McCrory, or 
McElroy or something. I can't. I don't remember the name of the town, but they got a, a club there, and one of the coaches, uh, a buddy, and he needed a ring, and they don't. He didn't want to rent a ring from the only guy that rents rings, and I was just like, hey, buy some accessories. So he bought like rope covers and corner cushions and some new stuff for it. So um, <clears throat> I'm actually planning our boxing show right now. We have in May fifth. Uh, Oh, the ones, yeah, yeah, there, that's cool. Dude, let me tell you a major downside to that. What? I'll just pull it up real quick. So, this is your first year living in Arkansas, huh? Yeah. This will be my first spring. Oh. Well, there's a badass little thing you got to go to. It's unfortunately, like all through college, it was the same time as finals. Uh, but okay. uh, it's in Memphis. You been to Memphis? No. Well, it's awesome. It's where... Uh, um, Johnny Cash like recorded his first album. Elvis worked there. Driven through it. So I uh, got a little uh, got a little music festival on Beale Street called Memphis in May. Uh, so we got Jack White playing there. Queens of the Stone Age, Incubus. Oh, yeah, Incubus, Incubus the boys. same day as the boxing show, dude. Oh. I'm sick. I'm sick. Alanis Morissette. Everyone loves some Atlantis. Cake, The Flaming Lips, Ludacris, uh, Third Eye Blind, Dashboard Confessional, Chevelle, Government Mule, Clutch. Let's see. There's a ton of other people. I'm just, like, grabbing people I know. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be super legit. Uh, Corey's going to want to see Third Eye Blind. Maybe yeah, that's not I'll the same dress. We've seen him several times. Um, third Eye Blind. May 4th, so it's Friday night. We might go do that. Anyway, yeah. So. <clears throat> and your show's on Saturday? Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Same day that Incubus plays. But at least I saw Incubus at the Red Rocks. Yeah. You've already, you've, you've already hit the pinnacle there. I know. I know, right? Let's move on. But uh, I've seen Incubus a couple of times. I would love to see him again. They're awesome. Um, well, there is this crazy um, at the Red Rocks. Uh, Brandon Boyd. Uh, he he. Uh, they have this two part song, and I forget what it's called. But uh, do you know what I'm talking about? And the second part's like. Uh, Brandon Boyd, the lead singer of Incubus. Sorry. Oh yeah, I don't. Do you do you do you follow Incubus? No. Uh, like I liked them back in my like skateboarding days. They were cool, and then I like listened to them a little bit in the past few years. Like they've had they've they had a couple of rough albums or whatever. But so like, imagine me at Red Rocks having the time of my life, and uh, then at the end of this song, you see Brandon Boyd put that crazy mask on right there, dude. Do you see that with those horns? Yeah. I'm freaking out, losing my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can see. I can see uh, yeah, I totally, because, like, there's there's a song. I forget what the, the name of the song. I'm just spacing on it right now. But um, they had this two-part song, and the first part's all, like, upbeat and uplifting. And then it just, like, kind of... And then it just like then they start playing this real dark ominous riff, and then he like you see these eyes light up, and you see like the and it's like whoa oh what's going on down there 
what's going on? He's like all crouched down. He looks like a freaking something from like that foreign film Pan's Labyrinth. I don't know if you saw that, but it's crazy as fuck. Oh. When you think of the name of that song, let me know. It sounds cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, shit, we'll throw it up on the um, we'll throw it up on the uh, YouTube. We can listen to it in our uh, headphones while we uh, talk about. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I'm into Incubus. I like I keep like telling myself like don't cancel the boxing show to go see Incubus <laughs> in Memphis don't in May. <laughs> but I'm gonna tell you right now, if widespread panic says they're coming on on Saturday, we will not be having a <laughs> boxing show this year, dude. Oh, Oh, man, I love Widespread Panic so much. Uh, okay, let's see. Incubus. Uh, we'll find a good performance, a good live version. It is uh, it is a good song. It's just like, like I said, it's kind of dark and ominous. Like, dude, wish you were here. Stellar, pardon me. Dig, warning. Ah, oh, this is so good. Yeah, some of the, the, the ones I listened to back in the day. Yeah, those, those all are... Um, this is my favorite Older. my favorite Incubus song. I think it's called Aqueous Transmission. Oh, dude. Let's just give it a little bump in the center of the <laughs> table, bro. Yeah, I love like, that song. That's a sick song. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. I am trying to find uh, a playlist that has, like, their greatest hits album on it because it's on, um, it's on there, dude. So many good songs. Uh, dude, I might have to text my buddy Colby and be like, dude, what is the name? First thing that popped up uh, was Equus Transmission on that search. Yeah, uh, dude, I actually love doing yoga and stretching, listening to that song, or just like like laying in like corpse pose. It's so good. Are You In? That's another good Incubus song. All right, I just got to look at their album for the track listing. Is it an older song or is it? it it's like a couple albums ago because I think they've had two albums come out. That's what that's, that's what's good about Spotify is I can just pull up all their albums. Uh, are you? Uh, did you see? I got. Uh, yeah, I told you class last night. Uh, the podcast got accepted to um, Spotify. Spotify, yeah. Hell yeah! So yeah, that was uh, super cool. Dude, so where'd you get that drum from? Is that considered a drum? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, world, it's like a world percussion. It's definitely a percussion instrument. Um, it, okay, it's Promises, Promises, and In the Company of Wolves. That's what I thought it was. What is album it, is it? Um, actually, it pulled up on the top tracks. Uh, it Well, it's on Essential Incubus, and then uh, the oh, album. Okay, that. So that came out, and then, uh, let's see. Before that, they had two live albums promises promises and in the if not now when i think so it's the last two from no okay it's okay it's defiance and in the company of wolves it's not the same track listing so we'll uh we'll throw it up so confusing yeah so you know pink floyd does stuff like that multi-part songs that are actually like different songs yeah like like for like concept albums and stuff Mm mm-hmm uh, but isn't uh, Tool kind of like that too? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, dude, I uh, I hope I get to uh, meet Maynard in uh, Dallas. Y'all gonna a perfect train circle. together? I mean, I don't know. That's that's a don't a, get it's, hip, it's don't a, get hip tossed by him, dude. I know, I know. It's <laughs> just like 
Don't get hip toss and choked up. But if you do, make sure you celebrate it while you're down. The yeah. yeah. While you're dead. We watched that on the podcast the other day. Um, I had somebody on that never seen it. And I'm like, what? You've never Check seen this? this? <laughs> I can't believe it. Um, anyway, I'm, uh, let me pull this up here. Yeah, this is super eerie incubus song, though. Dude, I love having um, the... T so, like, I'm wanting to take my broadcasting up, like, a serious notch. Like, I'm wanting to do multiple cameras mounted, like, two two more cameras mounted, and uh, do, like, a... Um, have switching and stuff going on. And I'm kind of figuring out how to do it. It's not going to be super easy or super For cheap. For what, though? What do you, like, multiple broadcasts? What are you talking so about? Like, so, like, right now, they like the audience only sees this view. Oh, so, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like so, like, how they, Joe's like, will swap to person to person mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's several different ways of doing it. So, like, see, this all just a happy song. Now I'm found. Yeah, it's yeah. good, you know? It's good. Yeah. So we'll just yeah we'll listen to this and no, we're not going to get any copyright issues or anything because this is not recording. We're just, just in our ears and the audience has to suffer. Right <laughs> now. Yeah. So um, I, I always like it too. I bet there's like an Incubus fan that will be listening to this after I put it on the internet. And they're going to be like, "The name of the song is this, you idiot!" Yeah. For like five minutes, like uh, that happened one day. I was like, "What is the name of the second Da Vinci Code movie?" What is it? And there's like my buddy Dylan's like, it's angels and demons. <laughs> it's angels and he like texts me about it. It's like, yeah. dude, it's called angels and demons. Oh. But it, like having the ability to do a live stream, have, and then also I'm trying to get set up to where like there's some guests like that are like I would consider higher profile that um I could do a phone interview with, and um I may get I may do a few of those. I don't know. I I wasn't wanting to do them originally, but. You know, we've had I've had a couple of really awesome guests on so far, so I want to keep keep the momentum rolling. All the yeah. all the guests have been awesome, but um, like having like Jack on and um, the guy I just had on. I haven't put the audio up. There's a small issue with the audio when I first started recording. I got to go in and edit it. But uh, Michael Sandow, Jerry Bruckheimer's nephew, he had some crazy stories, and then. Um, who else did I have on that was uh, Flavio, dude? That guy rode a scooter from yeah. Brazil to freaking Alaska. That's an Ovunyao guy. Mm. So, yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Hickson says you're, you're a Crionche if you don't stay with your coach. But I think if your coach doesn't, doesn't, you know, if you're trying to be the highest level MMA athlete in the world and they're not providing that resource – and that's what you'd need. Yeah. But it's like, do you do you swap teams or do you just outsource? And it's like, that's when people start getting their feelings hurt. And that's probably like a lot of like like the personal relationships and people getting their feelings hurt with like Faber and those guys. Well, look at um Luke Rockhold going from AKA to uh, what's Henry mm. Hoof's gym? Whatever uh, that one down there in Florida is. It wasn't, it's not Black Zillions anymore, but they split now they're whatever. But Luke Rockwell went See, from yeah, they split. Gym, See, this shit goes on all the time. Another one, yeah. But DC and all the guys at AKA, Khabib, uh, Velasquez, none of them are mad at Luke Rockhold. They're just like, oh, he just went to go try to get better. It kind of it kind of feels like this is. And what he even went to somewhere where they had their his opponent was gonna was that you know DC's opponent um, Volkan Uzdemir is there. <laughs> 
it uh, it kind of feels like this is what happened with Justin Buckles. Like, let's say, like, say, like, you run Saturday MMA class. Let's say you run it and build it up and start producing savages for like a couple of years, yeah. and then I'm like, hey, Josh, um, I'm gonna need to teach you to need you to teach the kickboxing through the week, and I'm gonna put James, James, whoever James is, this is the person I made up for the sake of this conversation. But James is gonna teach your class now. He's been he's been coming oh. for a little while, and James moved in <laughs> from out of state. James been to Thailand, and um, so he's gonna be that guy now. James better than you. Yeah, bro. you'd be, you'd be like, dude, fuck James and fuck you too, man. I'm out. And you know I what? Think, I wouldn't really blame I you. Be like it would that, suck. I don't think. I'd be like, well, I mean, it I is would, what it is. And yeah. I would just be like, I'm just trying to get out of teaching class. Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm not. But it is, but that is it, you know? It's like, uh, like right now, um, Brent's teaching a bunch of stuff because he knows all these 10th Planet moves. And it's like, I know a lot of them too. And like, he's, you know, probably like, he's probably like a, a purple belt level in jiu-jitsu or something like that. He is a blue belt. Who are you talking about, though? Brent, that teaches the Nogi classes on Monday, Wednesday, right now. But it's like he has a specialty area in these moves. So I'm like, he's trained with Eddie Bravo. He's done all these seminars and trained for years, been career military for 20 years, stationed in Germany, all this stuff. And so I'm like, yeah, dude, get out there and walk your dog. Like, show. But it's like, I'm right. I'm in the class, too. Like, he's doing the moves on me. It's like, I, I'm not really ever trying to get out of uh, being at the gym, you know? So that's another thing. Some oh, coaches are just like, you come in MMA class, though. Try and let you do your thing, uh, but yeah, but I mean that is it too. It's like a lot of a lot of the day. I've been in town a couple of days and didn't come, but it's like I don't want to go in there and like argue with Cora because that might happen because she don't like to fucking listen to me. Yeah, uh, makes cause, sense. Yeah, because we're like we own the gym together, and I mean she does listen. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like, I'm like mostly directly responsible for her upbringing you know yeah but sure. she, but there is like a, a layer of stubbornness that exists because of these other relationships that we have mm -hmm. it sucks most of the time but it's very rewarding yeah so uh <clears throat> but uh that's like it's good that she gets to go do that and like she trains with me mostly yeah we work through the week and she comes to my classes that she gets to like just get somebody else's flavor, you yeah, know, another perspective. Sure. So that's why, like, I'm a fan of that. I'm like, oh, yeah, da, 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 da. It's like I wouldn't put a certain person in a certain spot if I didn't be like, yeah, no, they're capable of doing that. Or, like, it's like, like with Brent, it's like, no, nah, I've rolled with him. Like, I've talked with him. I did, a, like, we drilled one-on-one -on -one a couple of times before he ever taught class. And just, like, it's like, oh, no, you know, dude's legit. Like, yeah. You know, and everybody can get better at communication. That's why we started this MMA show. So we can sit down and get freaking... Like I just told somebody this today. It's like, how? when's the last time you sat down and had a three-hour conversation with another human being? It's been never. <laughs> I know, right? So I think that yeah, this and lecturing, like in my history classes, are both uh, big-time going to help with my coaching. Yeah, I think it for sure. Because now that, it's weird to think about that, actually. Like when you're a, a kid and stuff, or maybe when you're younger, you're like you're hanging out with your friends and talking all the time. But now that like an adult and everyone's doing their own shit now and we're all grown up, it's like you don't really talk to other people very often. You know? I know, I know. Like it would, and too, so it's like, you know, like I have all these ideas and this podcast and these history things floating around my head and all this martial arts. 
And Cora does not want to hear about all that shit all the time. <laughs> so, like, imagine if I did, like, so, like, yeah. previously. I've been saturating Hannah for years with I this know. MMA talk. I know, right? So, like, previously, um, it just got to a point where Cora's like, yeah, I know. Yeah, you can't say idea for the rest of the day. It's 9 a.m. You know, because, yeah. like, I am always buzzing with ideas. But uh, if I didn't have this podcast or lecture in, in uh, history a few times a week, I don't know what I'd do with myself. Like, I, yeah, I, you I know, feel it, I feel it, it is very, uh, it brings brings things down a, a, a whole lot. So, anyway, so, um, what, uh, let's see, we chatted about John Jones, Justin Buckles, Stipe Cormier. Have you talked about that? Let's talk about we, some more. You know, we talked about it the other day, and I felt like I had a, I brought up a really good point about something, but then I forgot what I said. Don't say that it's Daniels, an undefeated heavyweight, because yeah, that's. I don't not, say I don't make comments. That's like that. not going to save him. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't make. Uh, dude, here's what I think will be the most unfortunate thing. If when Daniel loses, then his legacy is just going to suck. Like no, he's gonna have the John no, Jones no. and like in his legacy will be awesome win or lose. Yeah, you but said no, he'll be a paper day. champion. He'll go out on his shield though. He will, but he'll Who, be. A, what else? Do you but want? people will just remember the paper champion stuff. No, they won't. They know he's fucking a monster, and he he's done so many good things. I mean, he, he just got to the game too late, man. Out John Jones. He got to the game too late. Nah. He, he did. He's good. One of the best. He, he should have been fighting now. in the UFC when he was fighting in Bellator. It's super sad. He's one of the most positive influence, like motivating, uplifting guys that I probably the most that I've ever seen as an MMA fan. I really did not like him arguing with Dominic Cruz the other night. I don't know if you saw that. I I saw parts of it, but now I forget whose stance was whose. Was Daniel saying the Let's knee watch was? It. And here's here's what like I think I mean, Dominic yeah because Dominic's uh, Jeremy Stevens teammate so he's sitting there oh yeah the knee didn't do anything yeah shut the fuck up Dominic he'd still hit him with an illegal <laughs> knee yeah exactly so and Dominic um, was arguing that the knee didn't even hit him on and I'm like it looks like it hit him to me what do you think of that Acubus song super it was sick cool right? yeah, yeah it was cool super sick. I, See, I don't like the way that Daniel DC's Cormier, right. I know, but he the way he's communicating. Just like when he gets in these shit talking contests with John Jones, wears me out. <laughs> you <clears throat> I can't stop like um what a, what was that the funny video Cormier was in where he's like got his shirt off and he's dancing. The chicken like, one yeah. the chicken and the oh, donuts yeah. and what stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that was funny as shit. He's it was. Dude, I've, that's like, what I th that's what I see in my head when a I fighter hear with it. zero physical gifts like whatsoever to do what he's done. Yeah, and become he everyone used, he's ever fought has been like better than him physically. He uh, he used or, to have titties when he was in heavyweight. He, he still kind of does. Still kind of does, dude. <laughs> I know. Love handles, titties. <laughs> I know. He's droopy skin everywhere. He's short. He's, he's like an inch he's taller freaking, than me. Um, you know, like uh, what is my uh, my buddy calls him? Uh, what is that guy's name? Carl from Freaking Family Matters. Do you ever watch Family Matters? The kid, Family freaking matters. Steve Urkel, dude. 
Before my time. <coughs> Bro, we're the same age. No, you're older than me. Oh, man. <laughs> I didn't have TV really when I was a kid, so I didn't get to see all these shows. I remember like Full House and that was it. I guarantee you when I Google Carl from Family Matters and Daniel Cormier that someone has already made what I'm wanting to show you. Just you doing this on faith alone. Yep. Also the cop and Die Hard. (laughs) Uh, Also the cop cop from Die die Hard. I would have known that one. He doesn't look like him. Look at this one. Oh, man. Dominic's a really annoying shit talker himself. Yeah, they both are. Like, yeah, I don't really. I would want to punch the hell out of Dominic Cruz. If we could catch him. If we could. I know, dude. Too, like, John Jones had kind of a smug look on his face during that um, uh, hearing. I was just like. He always does. It's weird. Because he plays the everyone should feel so bad for me thing, but he still kind of looks smug at the same time. Yeah. John Jones did have one of the best. Moments ever with the hey pussy is still there. <laughs> oh my god, dude! <laughs> that was oh. one of my favorite MMA moments of all time. Yeah, Daryl Cormier just <laughs> iconic man, <laughs> so good, so good. I, I always want to say it in our microphone too. Felt good. There you go, right? <laughs> I'm so glad I could facilitate yeah. on some level. Uh, yeah, um, but so like yeah, that, another thing I'm wanting to get is called a labier mic or a labier. It's like um. You can pin it on your shirt, and like uh, particularly oh, okay. for like if I'm doing um, solo stuff. Like I'm trying to get set up to where like I would like to have like a second little setup, either in my office at the gym, or at my office at Moralton to mm. film, and it, whether it's to, for to do audio and or video. So if I if I end up mounting a couple more cameras in here, and I gotta redo this wall over here and get it looking like I want, but. And if I get something where I can, um, there's different ways I've seen them do it. Like I can't have someone in here pushing the button every time I do a podcast to switch the angle. Yeah. But if I get set up and there's a camera right here and I want that to be on me, um, it can come on when it's like my voice talks into the mic. That'd be sick if you get a hook up like that. I know. Be sharp. Yeah, but that I'm getting um. And a, like an external digital recorder, so I don't have to like right now. I record the audio feed and upload it to iTunes on my Mac. But I'm excited to get through this podcasting masterclass. It's like six or seven hours of, of material. I just uh, I hadn't had a chance to. I was getting caught up on a bunch of other stuff today. I hadn't had a chance to dig into it. But I'm gonna watch um, probably the first couple of episodes. I started watching it in my office at the at the um, university. But, like, I got to get some speakers in there. I don't, Like, dude, I have this huge-ass office with these big-ass bookcases and, like, nothing in it. Oh, man. Got to fill it out and make it look sick. I know. I'm actually so that I'm going to be that probably getting a full-time position there. Uh, nice. Like, and that just means, like, I got to be there somewhere around, like, 20 hours a week. So... But it'll be teaching the class I'm teaching right now, probably a couple online classes, and probably U.S. History too. which, yes. Sweet. I can just yeah. rock some U.S. History too, like tomorrow if I had to. But like right now, the stuff I'm doing, 1,500 to present, it's, it's just like back and forth. I'm still trying to make my office look cool. 
Yeah, you got your own office, now. huh? Is it a cubicle? Yeah. Yeah. I got some. I'm st- my book collection is growing. I don't even have a stapler, dude. Oh man, I I got office supplies out the ass. I just don't. Have I don't even know where cool the office looking. supplies are, and I keep forgetting. I need to go check my mail. I have a mailbox downstairs. I need to do that next time I go to go to go to class. Yeah, well, I'm trying, uh, I'm yes. trying to like draw my own or paint my own badass picture and hang it in there, <clears throat> like some cool like reactor abstract kind of thing. Oh, cool. So, did you watch uh, Dark on Netflix? Nah, nah. dude, heard, you better watch. Heard it's about, about it all the time. About, back when you guys were watching it. It's about. I've thought about like every time I'm on, I get on Netflix, I'm like you know scrolling for what seems like hours and hours trying to look for something new to watch. Ozark. Like, uh, watch that. That was badass. Ozark's badass. Ozark is um, sick. I started watching uh, Everything Sucks. That's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that hooked me with the the trailer that came out with all the 90s music or it was the cranberry song actually right it was Rest the cranberry peace, song and i was man. like yeah for real and i was yeah. like shit i gotta watch that because <laughs> i mean you can't after you see that and then all the 90s music it's really cool i think we're like almost three quarters of the way done with that yeah sweet show i tried to watch that hold on am i thinking of the right yeah everything sucks is the 90s one right yeah. yeah, it's the yeah. end of the fucking world is the other yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, I, I started watching that one. Yeah. Um, I can't get into that as it's pretty, much. It's, it's pretty out there. Yeah, I got all the way the last episode and then stopped. I don't know why. I, I guess you can't go be back good and then. watch it. It's only like 20 minutes. <laughs> stopped in the last episode. Um, yeah, man, it's uh, it's cool to live in the time that we live in and be able to Dude, stream all our shit. Have you ever seen Samsara? Or mm. Oh, shit. We, no. It's like a... Ten years <coughs> of people traveling the world with like the most badass, like kind of like uh, you've seen uh, Planet Earth, like two, yeah, like the most badass cameras ever. But it's like instead of just like nature and shit, it's like like different. It's everything about like the human race. So like you see like temples in the jungles and like all these like Tibetan monks and shit, and they're in Thailand and India, like in all these like sacred like badass places. Then they'll do some nature like in the mountains and stuff. It looks fucking awesome. See, there's the Bakara came out, I think, and then in like '93 or something. Then Samsara came out in like 2013. So it's like the same thing, but new version. I have to look into that. It Is it streaming awesome. on Netflix? No, that's the thing. Is I can't. Yeah. Bakara, you can buy on Amazon Video. That's the old one, which is still cool. But Samsara, I can't find anywhere. Like I, I would pay money, like a good bit of money, to get that shit, especially on like you know, 4K or something. Look at this shit, dude. That's pretty damn crazy looking. Do you know what that is? A harpy eagle? Well, yeah. (laughs) A harpy eagle. (laughs) What the hell? I wouldn't have known. It's a mythological creature from ancient Greece. I I just saw a picture one yesterday, and, like, dude, they are the most beautiful. Like, I was like, I saw it, and I was like, what the hell is that thing? Some sort of weird falcon with bunny ears? Like, I've never seen a bird like it. Um, but uh, I think I could have been Joe Rogan that shared it, but I shared it because somebody shared it on Facebook. Um, but, yeah, and then I've just been, like, looking them up and reading about them ever since. Yeah, look at that thing, dude. Fucking huge. So here's this, like, there is a broadcasting system available. So, like, see, I just have to keep showing you this picture. So, like, for the YouTube production side, like, anything I pull up on the Mac would go up on the, like, yeah, yeah. 
Otherwise, like, and I've been avoiding doing this stuff. So if the audience on YouTube is listening, um, like editing that in after the fact is a nightmare. Like I'm busy, busy dude, you know, and, um, I don't have somebody else in the room. So like whatever system I go with is going to be contingent on like being able to do some sort of like a voice activation for, or some, something simple. I don't so have it figured out yet. You're not, are you, do you consider yourself good at video editing? Or is I have really? a lot of time editing in uh, Adobe and in iMovie both. Like okay. I have a thousand hours in Adobe. You have nice there. YouTube videos, right? For you do for like the gym and stuff where you show me. And those are getting better too. But they're like, you know, they're not like cuts of different stuff. And yeah. Then, like music going in and out. And, and I've stuff. done some of those. So um, but not like a whole ton. And I had those uh, edited for me because, dude, editing takes forever. Have you ever done any video editing? No, but Hannah's trying to do it right now. We're trying to put together like a video of like, say, like our trip to Fort Worth last weekend. Yeah. Like, like a video of that. And she said she's having a lot of trouble with it. And what, what program are you using? Um, she was trying to use DaVinci or something like that. Not familiar. I looked it up and like on, on Reddit and everything. Everyone's saying this is the best free program you can get. Interesting. And she said she tried it, to... but. Uh, was having a lot of trouble. Do you have a it. Mac? We have a, a Windows computer and an Apple computer. Yeah, because I mean, dude, iMovie comes. She's using on. a Windows computer to do it, but I have a Mac. I think just like yeah, this one. yeah. See, like, like I want to get a my like. I thought about building a computer just for the podcast. Yeah. Also, um, she said that, and I saw it when she was doing the edit, and she had like a rough draft of it. It was like really like it seemed like a computer wasn't able to like handle it. Like it was too much have you had problems with like editing videos and uh sometimes when i'm trying to upload a three-hour podcast to youtube it's a son of a bitch i don't know if the computer doesn't have enough processing power if that's the issue but i have a surface pro 3 which is like pretty has an i7 in it dude bill gates is trying to take over the world and control the population bro we can't buy his computers that's gonna be sunday's episode i'm gonna be talking about crisis actors and shit me and Bill Gates have the same personality type. Interesting. It would be good if you lost money if you stopped to pick it up. Have you heard that? I've always heard that about Bill Gates. Like, that he makes so much money per, like, minute or second or whatever at, like, the time that this was going uh, going around that if he stopped to pick up $100, he theoretically loses money. <laughs> Like that's what I always heard when I was a kid. It's like Bill Gates is so rich he could stop and pick up like three hundred bucks and it wouldn't be worth his time. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Steve Jobs. No money, more problems. Yeah. So yeah, dude, we'll uh appreciate you coming on and we'll have yeah, to no uh one with some good. crazy articles swirling around in the interwebs, we'll have to reconvene for another yeah. episode. When are you going on outage? Uh March twenty fourth. March 24th, that's the day I'm getting promoted. Yeah. Right on. Um, We'll, uh, so like, and how long does that last for? It's supposed to be a month or so. I'll look at the boxing schedule too. So I need to double check my schedule and see. um, Hopefully I'll be in town for most of those days and can cover that class. Um, Yeah, I should be able to. Oh, yeah, you were saying you might be able to move your schedule around a little bit. That'd be bitching. Yeah, I'm with one other guy on day shift, and he said he wants either Tuesday or Sunday off, so that leaves every other day open for me. So I'm like, sweet. I kind of want want Saturday. So what do you have off right now, like Friday, Saturday? Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday usually. Bitching. It's 
still. Three day weekend, bro. <laughs> That's so good. That's awesome. Do you do you work out at a gym here in town? I yeah, well, I was going to. Well, I still go to proving grounds just with okay, the yeah, shoulder yeah. and everything. Yeah, it hadn't been working out too well for me. Yeah. But Damn, bro. How, yeah, how's yeah. that feeling? Not good. Not good at all. But I'm going to open that today. I'm going to roll and just deal with it. <laughs> See, I thought about seeing if you wanted to roll when you came over here because I have a mat. And uh, it's so damn nice outside, and I have a deck. Really? That's yeah. sick. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have more mats out in the shed, too. I have enough mats to, like, seriously mat out my deck. So I can have the deck behind that house this big. Yeah. So, we'll yeah. see. I'm, I talked to Damon, so he said he'll be there, and I'm going to try to go work on some. Dude, that was another thing I didn't tell you. Um, like, coming back off that, well, because when I broke my collarbone, coming back off that injury, I was very careful about who I rolled with coming back. And what yeah. I, like, because I, I remember that one night you came in, we did those crazy fucking rubber guard double arm bars, and that was it. Because like, remember how, like, like I was, like, pulling your shoulders back and, like, opening your sternum up? You should that yoga wheel for you, leave too. Because, like, yeah. that is that has been so therapeutic and I've carried so much tension in, like, these bicep tendons, particularly on this side that I broke my collarbone on since like I've had to get this worked on multiple times and it's, it's just link links in the chain type deal. Yeah, but, for sure. I noticed that like the backside of my rotator cuff is always like nodding up and it starts to hurt and you yeah. feel like, little Dude, knots you, um, you know, um, our massage guy is going to be back in this week. Who's so there, who's Robert's, the he was on a couple of the podcasts. Oh the, yeah. Hicks an episode with me, but I rolled um, with him like one time. Yeah. Super tall. Yeah. Um, is. But he him, no, he but. might uh, he might could work, dude. He's worked on me for a couple of years now, I guess. And yeah, Micah said he he was good. Man. Yeah, yeah, he works on a lot of a lot of I folks at the gym. So, yeah, well, most excellent, dude. So you're hitting open mat. Yeah, excellent, excellent. I'm gonna be there um, at some point. I gotta do a couple more things around the house and run to the store after open mat. So. Right on, dude. Well, uh, I guess uh, I'll be in the gym at 10, working with Tim uh, before MMA. Damon did jack his hand up a little bit. Actually, it wasn't his hand. I thought it was his hand, but he Dude's got turning kicked. out like me. He got kicked in the elbow, <laughs> and like it, like like super effed Someone. up his arm. Like it was like cramped yeah. up. It was like just a nerve. Like I, I think he got kicked like in the ulnar nerve somehow. Mm. But it was all knotted up, and I've got him icing it and. Epson saw yeah. his elbow. Yeah. I don't think it's like I told him. I'm like, dude, it's my. He's, I think he's coming to open that too. Judah is going to be out of town tomorrow though. Okay, but I did he message got him too, and he, he got six him. three minute rounds of sparring in today. With who? Uh, two rounds with me, two rounds with um, Damone, and two rounds with Harvey. Damone. I know what a great gangster name. Damone. I like it talking about him on the podcast let's see like I was, i'll mention people on the podcast and i'll see him be like hey i mentioned you on the podcast and then they'll go like listen to it and then they listen to the wrong one and they're like i didn't hear anything i'm like that's the wrong one trying to get those listens bro yeah on spotify and shit them. do you use google play did i ask you that no uh, um that's a google play for anything do you, you think google i should play put the podcast on google play no nah, dude like several people have told me that i don't use google play that's like android phone why can't i just automatically get it on google play because it's on youtube you should i, I know, know right like it's so once um once i put it into this pod bean it automatically goes out on any form of social media i want itunes stitcher and spotify 
That's why I've been like putting all these, working on back, getting all the thumbnails done for all the old episodes. Yeah. I listen to podcasts on YouTube or um, what do you call it? Like the podcast app. That's yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's yeah, the that, Apple that's iTunes it. podcast app or, or whatever it is. Um, yeah. Dude, I've been on a big Theo Vaughn kick this week. You know who Theo Vaughn is? No. You got to look into that, dude. He's been on Church of What's Happening Now and Joe Rogan several times. He's a stand-up comedian from Louisiana. And when him and Joey Diaz get together and start sharing all the stories about doing cocaine, it is too much, bro. I've been, I've been like, I don't really watch Joey Diaz's podcast very much, but, dude, I've been watching Joey it. Joey Diaz is the man. Yeah, dude, like, don't go watch um, him eating all the, like, and all of his guests feeding his guests stars of death. Those um, edible, just edibles. You know, so like, but they're like 500 <laughs> milligram edibles. Okay. So he's just like, and he throws like four of them. He's like, oh. you know, but like he gave some to like Pauly Shore and like all these different guests. Like one was, uh, so like, have you seen Church of What's Happening Now? So that's Joey Diaz. That's podcast? Joey Diaz. So, yeah, no, I, um, I watch his, just him on Joe Rogan. Lee Syatt is this guy, and like Dylan from the gym cannot stand, um, his voice, but, um, before we wrap it up, I got to show you this. It's it's Lee Syatt, um on Stars of Death during jo- uh, during their podcast, and dude, it is the funniest shit I have ever seen. I'm gonna throw it up on the TV. Yeah, it is. Um, come on now. Well, that's not it. The name of this video is Lee Syatt in Outer Space. This guy looks like this. This. Look, look at it, dude. Oh, <laughs> oh Lee Syatt in Outer Space. <laughs> look at him. He's like, it does sound good. Let me, turn, let me put this on. Oh my god! Oh. Yeah. See, like he's their producer. He's supposed to be switching the cameras and shit, and he left the camera on him. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez! So this happens to people on Joey Diaz's podcast all the time. It makes sense. Uh, and he just like throwing them in. I like, can't believe no one's like noticing like, <laughs> talking shit on Joe. Him. See, I saw this on Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan pulled this video up on his podcast and just like this, and was like, <laughs> "That's how I found out about it." And he's like, "Look at Lee Syatt because Lee Syatt's been on with Joey Diaz." But Joe, Joey did like you see somebody like throw popcorn or like nuts in their mouth or something, just like toss them in one at a time. He does that, dude. He's like, um, um. <laughs> He's like all, uh, talking about having crazy anxiety attacks from eating too many. From eating too many. Oh, dude. Well, right on, bro. Well, let's go ahead and sign off. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys yeah, next time. You.